Como esta? Hey, this is Laura D'Souza and you're listening to the very first episode of the Self-Help Junkies podcast. This is my very first time recording a podcast and I'm not going to lie, I'm a little bit nervous. I'm also really excited. This is something that I've wanted to do for a really long time. But I've always had something, you know, some kind of excuse. I've always let something get in the way. So maybe not having the right uh, equipment, not having the time and just general feelings of inadequacy and, you know, um, imposter syndrome, that little voice in my head telling me that I am not worthy. I am not good enough. Nobody will listen to a podcast if I... Uh, make a podcast. So many excuses and really it all just comes down to one thing and that one thing is fear. And you know what, I'm 38 and I'm sick of my life being ruled by fear. So I decided to, you know, just plug in the very little equipment that I do have and start recording. So here we are. Here we are. I don't have the fancy equipment. I don't have all the time in the world. But what I do have is drive and determination. Oh yes. So this is something that I know I really want to do and I know this needs to be a part of my journey. So here I am, your host, Laura D'Souza. I wanted to make this podcast to encourage you to honour your highest, most authentic self. I'm here to share my story and hopefully inspire you to tell your story, to own your story. I'm here to be your cheerleader, your rock. And I don't know if you can hear her, but my chihuahua Daisy is also here for you as well. <laughs> We're just sat in my kitchen with the big back doors open and she's enjoying the sun and enjoying having a little um a little a little bark. It's not really a big bark, is it really? I don't know if I can even call it a bark. But anyway, there you go. So me and Daisy coming to you live from my kitchen. Anyway, I'm going to start my story at rock bottom. So there I was, 33 years of age, sat on my then boyfriend's bathroom floor with my head in the toilet. My beautiful five-year-old daughter is sat downstairs waiting for me, probably feeling really worried about me hearing the awful sounds coming from the bathroom. This is a really bad hangover and I feel like I'm dying. I also have all of this shame and the guilt of feeling like an absolute failure of a mother. And the thing is, this wasn't a new thing. I'd been here many times. I'd had my head down many, many a toilets. But this time was different. It had this inner knowing that I could do better than this. I had this voice saying, Laura, you are worth more. 
you are worth more. I was sick of the toilets. <laughs> I was sick of the hangovers. I was sick of the self-abuse. So I made a decision to stop drinking. I, at first I was only intending to stop drinking for a month and a month led on to a year. Then the year led on to two years. And here we are, five years later. I do have the occasional drink now, maybe a glass of wine with a meal with friends, but it is no longer a necessity. It is no longer a tool that I use for numbing. During my first year of sobriety, I was forced to get to know myself, which felt really uncomfortable. This was a first for me. It forced me to deal with all of the pain and sadness that I was carrying around without having alcohol there to numb it, numb it all, you know, and without having this self-destructive behaviour to cloud it or to distract me from what was going on inside myself. I learned a lot about myself when I stopped running. I faced everything from my childhood trauma to just probably every single event that happened in my life. Um, I realised that I was numbing the pain that I had gone through as a child. I grew up in a house of domestic violence. My dad was a jealous, controlling man and if my mum ever went out for a drink with her friends, it would always end in her getting, um, you know, dealing with his physical abuse. And I had many nights listening to that, laying in bed. Uh, it wasn't just about her going out. It was, there were so many fights over really ridiculous things. I remember getting in between them, clinging to my mum's leg, trying to act as a barrier. Um, when you're a kid, that's really scary. And there's a lot that I don't remember. There's a lot that I feel that I blocked out. Um, I once saw my dad self-harm and our eyes, we caught each other's eyes in this moment. And it's funny because I cannot remember what happened next. It's completely gone. The trauma has erased it completely from my mind. So this led on to me growing up really scared of confrontation, really quiet, really shy, scared of getting told off, which then led on to me in my teenage years, um, feeling afraid to say no. I really couldn't find my voice and I allowed myself to get taken advantage of over and over again by friends, by men, by by employees. Um, this led on to self-destructive behaviour, drinking, not taking care of myself, just generally not loving myself and never speaking my true voice. I had many crappy relationships I never stayed with the good ones, of course. I only wanted the toxic ones. And 
this was probably due to not feeling good enough for the good ones. I married an emotional abuser and I stayed in that relationship for seven years. But something really amazing came out of my marriage and that was my daughter. And I am so grateful. She changed everything. Becoming a mother changed everything for me. So my dad, my dad, he, yeah, he was a, a crappy husband and a crappy dad when I was younger. But as he grew older, he changed a lot. And I'm a huge believer in forgiveness. I think there is so much freedom in forgiveness. My dad changed, he evolved, he became a, a better person and he, um, he got older, he got diagnosed with cancer, he lived with cancer for eight years and they were like the best eight years of his life. He did everything that he wanted to do in these eight years, he took up art classes, he started going to the gym, he started learning how to play the harmonica, <laughs> he started wearing cravats. His life really changed in this period. Uh, we always used to joke because he was having uh, female hormones injected into his body to help because it was prostate cancer that he had. And we used to joke that it was the female hormones that were making him a nicer person. Who knows? Anyway, he became my best friend in the end and my mum forgave him, he became my mum and dad were divorced at this point, but they became friends. Um, and I lost my dad probably about 10 years ago. And this loss was a real wake-up call to me. I was still married at the time, uh, really unhappy. And I just realised that life is too short. It's a cliche, but... Life is too short and I didn't want to be unhappy anymore. I'd spent most of my life feeling unhappy, most of my life not honouring who I was, just living a lie, living a really unhappy, sad lie. So I left my husband and I moved and I started drinking more and more. I... I drank all the red wine. I became wild. I was like a, a, an, a caged animal that had been let out of its cage for the first time in seven years. And then I had a string of really toxic relationships. Again, um, going for these guys who, who just were really no good for me going for guys who were as equally messed up as me, equally drawn to self-destructive behaviours. And then here we are, sat on the floor of my then boyfriend's bathroom with my head in the toilet, 33 years old. I made the decision to stop drinking. I learnt that all of my past, starting from my childhood, all of it had never been addressed. 
I'd never addressed any of it. I realised that this was something that I needed to face. I needed to stop pushing things down. I needed to stop suppressing and I needed to be still and acknowledge and stop letting my traumas, my past affect my life. It was holding me back. And you know what? I'm still healing now. I'm still healing. And there's so much that I really still want to overcome. But you know what? We're on a journey and life is a journey and I'm trying, I'm working, working on myself. I still have that voice in my head, Laura, you are worth more. So during my sobriety, I started to meditate. I found this really cool app called Insight Timer. Um, it's totally free. And there's so many amazing meditations on there. That's Insight Timer. I totally recommend it. So I started meditating. I started practicing yoga, which was a life changer for me. The yoga really forced me to go inwards. And moving my body helped to shake up that trauma that I had trapped in my body. We hold all of our past traumas and anxieties in our body, in our shoulders, our, our hips. So the yoga really helped to loosen that and help me to go inwards. And I decided that I wanted to become a yoga teacher. So I did a course, I'm doing another course now. I'm teaching yoga to so many amazing, beautiful people and I love it. And all I want to do I, I realise that my my sole purpose is to help other people and that's what I want to do. I want to help as many people as I can. That's why I teach yoga. That's why I write my blog. That's why I do music therapy and that is why I'm here right now recording this podcast, hoping that it reaches just one person and that it resonates and that it inspires so the yoga helped me and the meditation helped me to go within, to find my inner respect, my self-respect and my self-love. <clears throat> I started to open up to this idea that there was so much more to life than just me, just my physical mind, my physical body. I started to believe in this higher power call it the universe, call it the divine, call it the mother, call it God, call it the spirit, whatever you want to call it, I felt it and I don't know if you can feel it too but I just know that there is this higher power and that we're all connected to it, we're all connected to each other, we're exactly where we're meant to be. I have this thing that I didn't have before when my life was a mess. This thing is called trust. I have this trust that the universe has my back. I am being guided. I am being supported. And 
that's really a big thing for me. That's having that trust really has helped me so much, so much. So why am I here really recording this podcast? What is my intention? So before when my life was a hot mess, I felt really isolated. I felt really alone. But then when I started sharing, I realised that I wasn't alone. There were so many people who had stories really similar to mine. People who had been through traumatic experiences, people who had um, gone through self-destruction and alcoholism and addiction. I wasn't alone. I realised that we all have our struggles, we are all on a journey and life is not easy, life can be really hard. So without sharing what I shared, I would have still felt this isolation and that is not a good place to be. You cannot grow from feeling isolated. You can grow from feeling like you're part of something, part of something bigger, part of a community. So this podcast, this self-help junkie podcast is a community. This is a community for people who want to share their journeys together. A community for people who want to share their stories. A community of people who have so much love and kindness and compassion and peace and they want to share it. A community that does not pass judgment and a community that tries to see the light in every being, even in the hardest possible times, even the absolute worst ones. So along the way, I will be openly sharing my stories as well as talking to some really beautiful and inspirational people. I'm here with you every step of the way, my friend. Sometimes all we need is a cheerleader and I, this community, I will be that for you. This community will be that for you. I want to help you. Oh, Daisy wants to help you too. Oh, that's lovely, Daisy. Thank you. <laughs> oh, she's my little baby. Um, sometimes all we need is a cheerleader and and just that person saying, you know what? You can do this. You are worth more. You, it is all there for the taking. I want to help you get to where you want to be, to align with your truth and explore your dreams, to openly talk about your traumas and to face them, to look them in the eye and and come to this place of saying no to letting them define you and define your behaviors really dealing with them this is this is all about healing i'm here to heal i am healing myself and i am here to heal and i invite you to come along for your healing journey as well so 
If you would like to share anything with me, then I would love to hear your story. My email address is Laura D'Asouza. That is D'Asouza, D-A-S-O-U-S-A. Laura D'Asouza at hotmail.com. Next week, I will be interviewing my amazing, beautiful soul sister, Sophie Neve. And she will be talking about her business, Evolve Hypnotherapy, and her, her journey. She has too had a journey like I, like you, and she will be sharing that with us. And I'm really excited to hear from her. I hope you have a really beautiful day. Be really, really kind to yourself if you do one thing be kind to yourself. Notice any of that negative self-talk and give yourself a little bit of love. Thank you so much for tuning in, staying with me until the end of this podcast. Please subscribe and share this with anybody that might need it. Over and out. Peace and love.